Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Cal, what are you drinking right now? Water. The, oh. the OG. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, nice. You love to see it. Uh, yeah. Do you still drink tea? I do, but I haven't. I don't have any good tea in the house right now. I need to go out and buy some nice chai or something. That's facts. I have. You know what? I I feel bad, man. I I What's remember up? I told you this. You know how like I got into tea yeah. for a while, but then like for the past few weeks, I I haven't I haven't drank tea. Like, yeah, and it's just, a very therapeutic process: making the tea, smelling the tea, drinking the tea. It is. I should get back into it. Yeah. Maybe get back with, into it, man. Yeah. I mean. D- yeah, I, I I know it's gonna be your turn, but I just want to mention like, um, it's kind of funny. I think yes, I've lost like the tea thing, but I've gained a very nice sleep schedule. Like I feel, I feel like I've gotten the best sleep, consistent sleep for like the past like five five six years. Um, That's great. Yeah, yeah, like consistently going to sleep at twelve thirty to one, waking up at eight, classic, and that's it. Um, That's a great schedule. Yeah, so feeling good about that, but yeah, yeah, dude, I, yeah, my sleeping schedule recently has just been whack. Like I've been, yeah, I've been going to bed at ten and waking up at eight every day, which it sounds, which sounds normal, but dude, that's oh, I'm oversleeping and I'm, I'm waking up so groggy. Wait, but so, but why do you sleep so early though? I just do. I think what's well, working at Starbucks has slowly conditioned me to like just go to bed early because I often get called in to do the morning shift. Right. So now I just go to sleep early, but yeah, man, I, I think I, I think you have the ideal time right there. 12 to eight is beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. would love to hit that every day. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, yeah, not to jump the gun there, but how, how's it going? How, how's it going? Mm. <clears throat> I'm in a great mood, dude. Like, love it. I was like, just playing some music in my car when I got a brownie from Starbucks for free. Because, nice. um, <laughs> nice. you know, you got to get your free markouts. Oh, yeah. um, but I realized something. And the reason why I'm in a good mood was because I exercised. Like, usually, dude, I haven't been exercising. I've been a complete slob. Like, I'll literally go like four days without exercising, which is terrible. Right. And every time I exercise, I just suddenly feel so motivated and I'm, I'm so happy to just be alive. And it's just so simple. All I have to do is hop on my bike, ride 10 miles, get home. And I wonder if exercising will just lower my screen time. I wonder, I'm going to do a little experiment. I'm going to exercise first thing in the morning for the next seven days and see what my average is. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think, you know, like, it's kind of one thing just to look at screen time and be like, okay, well... We need to lower our screen time. Let's do it. But then like not offering any other ways to lower it other than just saying we're going to lower it. Right. But I, I think, mean, I think, yeah. We've been talking about reading, but I think reading and exercising are like probably the two best ways for us to do this. It's probably like the two best things you can do with your time just in general. Exactly. Well, yeah, in general, yeah. Yeah. So like, dude, I, I need to start exercising first thing. Have you been exercising? I want to ask you that. Yeah, I... uh not like daily obviously that's the goal eventually but you know given that it's covid it's it's tough to find time but i'm doing it maybe like three four times a week three times i would say three times um mainly swimming uh been going to the pool yo dude i'm telling you man so i make dumb purchases in my life but i recently bought what i think is perhaps the best 
purchase of my life in terms of like bang for buck like for every okay. dollar spent how much benefit has it given has it given me what is this it? this ranks up there a lot and it's a portable uh, well i mean it's obviously portable it's an mp3 headphone set but it's underwater it's for like swim swimming so what it does is that it like instead of like going instead of it going into your ear it clamps this it clamps your temples like to like the bony part of your temple it's called a bone mm-hmm. conduction headphone it basically vibrates your temple and like you what? hear it you hear the music in your head what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> what so, like, i'm looking it up right now right it's called bone conduction headphones um and 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 yeah, like when you when you're underwater, it, it's as if like the music's playing from like inside your brain. It's such a weird, it's it's such an interesting stereo effect too. Oh my, this yeah. is cool. I know how how have I not heard of this before? Me neither. But I found I I looked up because like when I last swim, you know, it's not with a team anymore, and it's really really lonely. Yeah, um, and it's just it's just you just get lost in time. But dude, also, I was thinking, you know, Titanic Rising. That underwater sounds amazing underwater dude i'm telling you and and like beach house like this that kind of like ethereal music yeah dude, like dream it, pop and like yeah, dude dude it sounds amazing underwater and like especially especially when like in the early mornings and like no one's in the pool it's just me and i'm like I kinda, i'm like dolphin kicking underwater and like the kind of ripple oh of my like, like, goodness bro, dude, it's it's like a dream man so so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's it's been great and uh, on that front. So yeah, I mean it's definitely worth every penny, man. That's oh favorite purchase in a while, dude. That's always exciting. Like when you get a bang for your buck out of something. Yeah. It, there's no worse feeling though, just like a, uh, just having a whole bunch of junk that you bought and you just don't use and it just sits there. That's me with clothes, man. Like honestly, that's why that's why. Well, thrifting during COVID is rough, but like. I don't know. I just need to get better at buying clothes, man. Like I yeah. bought a bunch of clothes like when college first started, just you know, like update my wardrobe and shit. Mm-hmm. And like fifty percent of it, I I bought, I eventually returned or just like didn't use yeah. because like it just it just didn't it just it was just not good and it looked cool on the websites. But, oh, but then you don't you're not vibing with it on you. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, ideally you you're there like trying it out and shit, but yeah, there's a just a weird like psychology with just clothes man trying on clothes is one of the worst things you can do to your self-esteem like i've had i have vivid memories of me just like near tears in dressing rooms because i just was so upset that like none of the clothes look good on me but it looked good on all the models and the pictures and i've I've always and and my mom would always like come and like bring me more clothes and bring me more clothes. And it was just such an overwhelming experience. I just hate trying on clothes. So that's, in my opinion, the beauty of thrifting is I don't try it on at the store. For starters, I just take it all home because it's so cheap that I'll just bring it back if I don't like it. And if I don't like it, I'm not like 30 bucks in the hole for a pair of pants or something, you know? Yeah, that's the worst feeling. Like I bought a jacket that was like $35. Yeah. It it looked horrible. I don't even remember why I decided to purchase it. but What kind of jacket um, was it? It's like those jackets that you put over like a hoodie and it makes it look like double layered and stuff. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely like a, I don't know. I, I, I saw it a lot on campus. So I guess maybe that's the problem too. I don't want to emulate other fashion trends, but it's definitely like, I don't want to stand out 
in that sense because like i i don't know if i told you this but people don't really wear the color neon on the east coast and and i think california is a lot more neon-ish colors oh yeah neon's everywhere yeah on the west coast yeah so like a bunch of my clothes are invalidated uh <laughs> yeah too bright yeah um, yeah and i also really like i'm really i'm really getting to like pastel colors like just muted just like mm. East, easter egg colors you know what i'm saying like the, the like milky oh milky. I, I, dude yeah i know what you're talking about love love those colors but anyways. yeah me too also yeah mess with if you in my opinion like one of the great ways to get into fashion a color two colors that people need to have in their wardrobe is olive green and navy blue mm. it's like such a good introduction to like more uh i don't even know what the word is it's so hard to like pair up it will describe fashion with actual words like <laughs> dude olive green and navy blue just looks good like you can put them together you can wear them in pretty much any setting like that's what that's when when I started getting into fashion, I started buying a whole bunch of uh, navy blue shirts and olive green shirts, and then I bought like an olive green jacket, some olive green pants, some navy blue pants, and then you just like interchange those pieces and you look great. Hell yeah, yeah. For it's been sure. yeah no, it's been killing me though, dude. Like something that's been really bothering me is uh, my self obsession with the way I look. Like today and yesterday. It like consume like you know, Dave. It's like a serious problem. Like it's one of the main reasons why I started therapy was I, I have this obsession with. I wake up in the morning, and then I I just look in the mirror, and then it's I just literally enter a different dimension. It's one of it's a terrible feeling, and I just lose sight of time. Like I'll do it for literally three hours, where I'll just like pull out my entire closet and try all these different clothes on and and fuck with my hair. And try like all these different hair products and skincare products until I'm like happy with myself. And I can't leave my house until I'm happy with myself. And sometimes it takes literally three hours. Right. I do notice that that like you you, you check your hair a lot. Uh, yeah. And reflections. It's but... terrible, man. It's like not something I want to do. And it's and it's such a terrible habit because people get the wrong idea about it. They think that I'm like obsessed with myself or like think that I'm doing it because I'm like narcissistic, but it's for the it, precisely the opposite reason. Like I just absolutely uh, can't stand the way I look sometimes. And I just have to look in the mirror and fix it. Right. You know, it's kind of, I mean, I'm glad you brought this up and I'm, I'm, we'll definitely talk about it more, but yeah. I, I do want to mention that like zoom and shit has definitely made me, I, and I'm sure you know this. I'm, I was never one to like really care about my appearance, my clothes, I mean, just looking at pictures, man, of our like, of our of our podcast studio where we take pictures with guests. Like, I would all I would be wearing like the same ass, like, Adidas, <laughs> like track suit or like, uh-huh. just, you know, just yeah, it just yeah, it was it was bad, and and you know, I never changed up my hair. Like, I just never really paid close attention. I do remember though in middle school that when I had a lot of acne, I did I was very like, oh shit, you know, my skin, ah, oh, you know, like oh. They're looking at me, they're, you notice staring. Like staring becomes like a very mm, pick yeah. off on them very quickly. Oh, that person's staring. Oh, that person. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Like eventually, I just kind of kind of grew out of that. But but for some reason, man, like taking classes online, always seeing yourself. I think we mentioned this previously too. But like, yeah, I'm 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 starting to like double check. Like, yo, the the shadows on my face is kind of looks like I'm pudgy or like, 
yo, my mm. hair is not perfect. Let me fix that real quick. And I'll turn off my camera, fix myself, turn back on. Like, like that kind of shit. And like, um, you know, I, I remember even too, like, like buying chapstick because I noticed my lips look chapped on Zoom. Mm. Like, what kind of shit is this, man? Like, Yeah, I just think it's very unnatural. Like, looking at your reflection just isn't supposed to happen. I think it fucks with Ooh. your head. I don't think it's a natural thing that humans are supposed to even experience is seeing themselves. That's an interesting point. I mean, obviously like mirrors weren't made back then, but like maybe like water reflections, but I obviously wouldn't be viewing your reflection very often at all, if at all in ancient times. Yeah. Or were they even smart enough to know that they were looking at their reflection? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's a sense of identity when you like move and, and stuff and you see that the reflection is moving. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, to... like if a dog looks in a mirror, they have no idea what they're looking at. That's true, but um, I think I think our cognition is advanced enough for us. You, like, you think so? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, you're I, right. Think, you're I don't right. exactly know like ancient humans. Like, no, yeah, I'm I'm think I'm short selling humans. I'm thinking I'm short selling <laughs> humans right now. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, <laughs> but but uh, seriously, yeah, I, I think mean, it's has your, unnatural. Well, I, I wanted to ask, like, has your therapist like talked to you about like what kind of advice have you gotten about it? Yeah, if I'm being honest, not much. Like, she's helped with my anger management perfectly. Like, I, I'm not really an angry person at all. Like, even when we played tennis, when you came back for a little bit, I rarely got mad enough to even have it be an issue, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I w- yeah. Like and you and it, you, it, used to be unbear- it used to be unbearable sometimes. Like, I, and I, mean, I never really smashed anything. or And recently, I haven't smashed anything. So, that part has been solved. But the, for some reason why, I never really asked for too much help about, like, I guess my self-image and self-esteem. And there's not really much advice someone can give you about it. I mean, I've been doing the Headspace uh, self-esteem guided meditation uh, pack to see if it would help, which is like, literally every night I do a meditation, I'm on day like 10 or something, where I do a meditation that's supposed to help with self-esteem. But it's such a passive technique that I kind of have my doubts that it's even working. And it's, right. it's, uh, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to do, it's a listing technique. So I'll just get into like a meditative state and then I just let the thoughts come. I just let my mind do its thing. And then when I start thinking of things, I'll just label it as a thought or I'll label it as a feeling. And then that gives me a sense of it being dealt with. And then I just put my attention back to the breath. Um, and that's literally it. That's the exercise. There's no like, think of yourself as a uh, as a confident person. Like there's none of that. It's literally, I just sit there and I just list, I do the listing technique for 10 minutes. And I don't feel like it's helping at all. So this is something that I'm not sure how to solve, but I think exercise is a good start. Ex- yeah. Daily exercise. And, and I'm curious, I'm, this is just from a, from a purely curious perspective when you're like do you care what strangers think about you or like friends think about you when they see you in terms of like appearance wise like what what would you rate as being more important to you um with strangers or friends yeah like like do you care more about what strangers look at you and think about you or friends look at you think about you honestly well okay like like most things it depends but most of the time i care a lot about what my friends think about okay well no, no actually it, this is what it is the group of people that i care about the most when when they're when i know they're perceiving me is 
people who are similar in my age group that I don't know. So like, for example, I'm like in Starbucks and I see like a group of like college students walk in. Then I'm like, that's that I like, that's for me. I immediately start fixing my hair. Uh, Like I once I'm not even kidding. And I'll just admit on the podcast. I once even like ran to the bathroom to just go in the mirror and fuck with myself and, and fix my clothes and mess with my hair. And then I came back out because I was had so much anxiety about not being perceived the right way. Right. And I needed to like make sure everything was perfect before I spoke to these people. And, it, and it's just so unusual because while I'm doing it, there's such a divide in my brain because like my inner voice is telling me like, go to the mirror, like go to the mirror. And then my higher self is like, dude, you don't need to go to the mirror. Like you're good. And then I'm just like completely just split. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Why are you staring in the mirror? Like, go back, go back, just be yourself. And then the inner voice is telling me to keep. And so I have this like terrible two voice, two voices in my head that are just conflicting while these things are happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's the same thing for me, man. It's like, you want acceptance. Yeah. You know? And you, you want to like be a part of that group, be a part of that in group, no matter how weird that may sound like, yeah, you want to be, even if they may never know you or like if they're just strangers to you, the fact that they can look at you and like, you know what, that guy's cool. And, and maybe consider like, yeah, he's he's one of us, you know, like that. I don't know, acceptance is is a big deal. And Yeah, man, I mean it's just and, human and nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it is human nature and you know, for me as well, especially especially like in presence of of like you said similar aged people, you know, you Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think like how I think about it too cuz I I have that same feel. I mean, I not necessarily like in terms of appearance-wise, but also like how I talk. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That that becomes really for me it's it's like that's my appearance that i present the most and i'm I'm always like so and i think i told you about this you know i'm self-conscious about like the way i talk during class too i know yeah we talked like, about this you yeah. know i talked about how like i'm afraid of coming off as like pretentious and pretentious yeah. and shit because like you know i think i think the over i think the, 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 the big issue for all of for, for both of us is like first impressions like yeah dealing with yeah. first impressions because like you know understandably they are important you know like how i i'm sure you can remember like times where you judge people off first impression i'm me too right like I, i've judged people off first impressions easily yeah and then like you know like oh that's that's who they are and then and then oh, m- many times i've been corrected too like oh this is who they were because the first five oh minutes, me too yeah 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 in fact um whatchamacallit uh um Anthony, do you remember? Do you remember Anthony Guzman or Guzman? Yeah, Anthony Guzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he's a complicated person. But my first impressions of him were like he was a douchebag. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, he can definitely he can definitely come off that way at right, first. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, I sat next to him in Spanish, and he he became a very close close friend. And 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 yeah, I mean, like, well, not close friend. I would say I, I never spoke to him outside of Spanish, but a a, a comfortable person to be around. Yeah, no, he's uh, really cool. Like, he was my neighbor for a while. And I remember when I first, before I got to meet him, I was like, I'm not getting good vibes from this guy. Um, And then next thing you know, I'm like at his house like every other day. Like, we were really good friends for quite a while my sophomore year. Yeah. Do you know what happened to him, by the way? Uh, Yeah, well, he's Molly's neighbor now. So I actually see him often. And he's uh he's doing some schooling. And he's like, uh, he's, he live streams video games. Oh, he's a streamer? Believe it or not. Yeah, he's a streamer. I mean, like, 
as a hobby or like as a serious thing? Like, yeah, it's more right. like a hobby. But I mean, okay. he'd probably want it to be a serious thing, right? I, and I, I, he and also I yeah. did photography too, right? Yeah, he actually is the only reason why I even started photography. So I owe him a lot for my like character arc, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> without him, like I, I bought my first camera to go shooting with him, actually, and. And, you know, photography and filmography is a big part of my life. And I even, oh. it even altered my career decisions. Like if that film internship in LA went properly, if, if it didn't get COVID, then um, my career would have probably been altered due to Anthony Guzman's uh, yeah. photography. Uh, yeah. Just him asking me to go out there and shoot with him. Bro, That's where it all dude. started. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I just... Bro, I just now realized as well. So, um, mm. okay, to preface all this, sorry, I'm getting excited a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, what is your experience with portrait photography? Just shooting people? Like portraits, yeah, like intimate portraits. I would love to do it more, but everyone's too self-conscious. I've never met any confident models who are like just okay with me putting like a 50 millimeter lens in their face. But I love it. I love shooting people. It's my favorite thing. Yo, yeah, because look, so here's the thing. So, well, I mean, you know, humans of Harvard, right? Um, yeah. And I'm just interested in stories. And and actually, I think I'm, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I think I'm settling on like a concentration slash like major to to focus on. It's oh. actually like actually what you said, man. It's, it's it's actually it might be anthropology. Oh, wait, wait what yeah. kind of anthropology? So, social anthropology. Um, oh, not, not, David. Not, I know, man. I know. Um, David. It's, yeah. it's yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in an anthropology class right now. And, you know, literally just today we were in a lecture with, uh, with a Brazilian anthropologist. And yeah, he wrote this book called A Will to Live. And mm. you know, you know, you know he, he, he mentioned, like, obviously the book's an anthropology book. So there's a lot of analysis on like government and 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 uh and how it relates to society and, and daily life and all that but what fascinated me was that he also like interspersed throughout the chapters he would show these short excuse me narratives and interviews that he had with like the people it's it's a it's a book on hiv by the way mm-hmm. so you could interview people who were hiv positive you know like people who had to go through prostitution um you know, homosexual men, transvestites, like people who were marginalized in these communities and he just spoke to them and, and he teamed up with this photographer, Torben. He's actually a very famous photographer from Denmark. Yeah. He, he took intimate pictures of him and I'll, I'll, I'll send you actually. Some of yeah, them please do. Please do. Dude, well, that's a great blend of like two of my almost, uh, top interest anthropology and photography. Yeah. Like, like the idea is that, I mean, if you see the eyes, you know, they're obviously photos and 2D and they're actually scanned too. I don't have the actual book. It's a scanned version of the book. But even through all that, all those layers. It's still very powerful stuff. You see those eyes, man. It's like, you see like, they're, they're angry against life. You know? Yeah. Like, they're like, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm going to live despite what, what you're fucking saying to me. You know, a- a- anyways, but like the, the idea is that like for me and, and for you as well, we, we both kind of, gravitated towards this idea of stories and, and for me particularly with humans of harvard i've been interested in like telling people stories but then using those stories to then influence you know 
how we see people and how we see life. Mm. Uh, and, you know, like politicians, easy example. I don't think they see and hear stories enough. Yeah. You know, and and then finally today I realized like the power of photography. And that made me want to get into it too. And like I don't know, I just wanted to ask you too, like like what you think of portrait photography and your experience. You might it, it might it would be really cool to for you to show me some stuff too, but Yeah, dude, yes. Yeah, my my like number one uh recommendation for portrait photography is to have a camera that isn't very offensive. And I've learned this just from like my uh, own experience. You need the least threatening camera possible when you're doing portrait. You want, I have these like really small point and shoot film cameras that are like discreet as hell that just fit in my palm. And people just allow you to stick those in your face without them being freaked out. But when you, when you get out this ginormous camera and this huge like Hubble telescope and stick it in someone's face, then they, they get very weird. Yeah, you want like a nice small camera, but David, I'm I'm excited yeah. that uh, you're getting into it, and it's very important, man. Like photography is big. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I was thinking too, like maybe if if we ever find like ourselves back in Merced at the same time, and I really think we should try out this project of like just going around Merced, you with your camera, maybe me with a digital recorder, and we just talk to people you know have a 15 minute conversation with people you take, mm. their, you take their picture you put it on the website and there we go They're just the people of merced We're just documenting just a short slice of someone's life and then along with yeah. the photo you know yeah man it just sucks dude that you're in goddamn boston i mean you know it's great that you're in boston but like dude we are a very productive duo <laughs> yeah. like when we're both in the same town we do things yeah well i mean th there's gonna be moments uh where where i'm sure we'll be in business because like basically all the, all the breaks um all the like spring break winter break i'll, I'll be back home yeah um, okay cool but but yeah man that's that's one project that's that I'm, I'm sure we can get going but um but yeah man photography that i'm i'm i obviously don't have a camera with me so i'm not gonna be able to like practice this shit but yeah it's on my mind these days and uh digital photography or do you want to get into film photography what's the difference again well film is is shot on like film you know right. and then digital is shot uh, you literally store it on like sd probably probably i'll start off with digital and then like yeah i mean yeah, yeah, what yeah. is the benefit of film like like well for me as someone who obsesses over myself i obsess over my photography as well and when i shoot digital I immediately see the final result and that's impossible. I can't, I just keep retaking the same picture over and over again, trying to make it just a little better and a little better exactly the way I like, I look at myself in the mirror. Uh, but what film does is it just puts a buffer in between me and the picture. So I take the photo and I have to move on, like whether it's perfect or not. Right. And I just go take it to the, uh, I take it to the film lab and it gets developed and it's a surprise what I get. And also film, in my opinion, just looks fucking spectacular, like a million times better. Like the things film picks up is it, it's a million times more than what digital could pick up. But that's just preference. Right. Yeah. So I think eventually I'll, I'll well, if I if I can continue this, I'm actually move into film. But yeah. But yeah. I'm also just curious. I'm like, how to how do you and like, I'm also curious, like, you know, what if you like ask a question to someone and as they talk, take a picture of them or like 
have them react to something and take a picture. Like I know, like so. Oh, a bunch of, so it's more candid and like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, in the moment, you know, like, mm-hmm. like they're they're doing something instead of like they're looking at the camera, wait, like you know, like they're the photo is capturing an action instead of a still frame, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of things to consider, but um, I mean, hell, who who knows? I might even take a photography class. Uh, honestly, yo. Maybe even like over the summer, like take a community college photography class. Yeah, man, and I'll hook you up. I have, I have literally, it's I have too much fucking camera equipment. It's <laughs> yeah, too much, have, so I, I'd be willing yeah. to slide you some lenses and some. Right. The yeah. Only thing, the only thing I have is that one Canon seventy D. I think so. Which, which, by the way, is better than anything I have, if we're being honest. But also, like the film, though, don't you have like film? cameras yeah well i have like too many film cameras as well well i go to thrift stores and i buy the point and shoots for like a dollar and they're like i could resell them for like hundreds of dollars oh, what the hell? yeah I, I actually i bought a really good point and shoot called the canon sure shot and i went to a thrift store and i bought two of them in perfect condition stamped with a seal of approval from like a film store and i could probably sell them both for like 90 bucks each jeez that's, that's yeah so, well, which thrift stores do you go to uh, St. Paul's thrift store, which is like a, it's one owned by like some really messed up people. Like they need to rehab, but because, whoa, 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 what? Whoa, what, what do you yeah. Mean? Like I had a conversation like with them. Oh, yes. Okay. Like wiped out. And, but because that they're, they're not very uh, present, they just make up the prices. And I was like, how much for the camera? And she was like a dollar. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god where is this is, is this in Mercy? no way yeah it's on main street it's on, it's main, on street. main street what the fuck? yeah i've never heard of this bro you gotta get you gotta learn about the little nooks you gotta you gotta really oh dive deep god. into the downtown area this is i i roam downtown like every other day just to talk to people and take pictures now yeah that's so cool by the way that's such a good idea yeah yeah but cool man i i think i think it's a good place to yeah, I think so kind too. Wrap up, but um, yeah, man, I think I think we're both in a pretty good place. Today's today, I think, represents a a day where we just meet each other at a at a good place. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I agree, man. This feels good. So, um, I guess uh, this is how David and Cal felt on uh, March, our first podcast in March. First podcast uh, in March, March second, twenty twenty one. See you later.